yo, 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 it's your boy Sneaky from R&R, recognition and respect. Tune in every Monday from 8 to 9 to catch up with me and my adventures and hear from my guests, ranging from artists to entrepreneurs and much, much more. Catch us every Monday of the week on the west side of the after party. See you at the party, y'all. What's up, what's up, what's up? I hope you're all doing well on this weird Monday afternoon. It's like starting to get fresh, but it's still like hot and humid. It's it, The weather was nice, but not really. But on your way home, thank you for tuning in. Recognition and respect with your boy, Sneaky. Adventure time. So on Friday, I met uh, assembly member Anthony Rendon and uh, we talked about ways to uh, facilitate art in the Southeast via grants or policy change or providing space. So dope conversation, definitely one of many to come. And I'm happy that, you know, just because the universe placed me where I needed to be and I made the choice to, like, follow that feeling, I got to be in these talks and... Uh, a lot of dope stuff coming. I'll touch that on the end of the show. Uh, we had Speak Easy after that meeting. I had my monthly spoken word and hip hop event. It was dope vibes, man. And even though we didn't really get like a huge turnout, I really feel like we're really building that community. You know, we have like regulars now that we can count on to be there every week. And um, some homegirl showed up because she lives like right behind the bar and she like oh i always hear nothing but blues and rock and white people music coming from this place and i heard hip-hop and i'm gonna be here every week now and this uh this fully blood native native american woman named liz who's been going to the redwood room for i don't know how long was super pumped and thankful that like we're bringing you vibes and keeping the bar alive and so she bought all the artists beers she bought like, 12 beers for everyone and uh all the artists enjoyed themselves you know sick sound system the patio they had you know they were able to generate content capture photos and it's just so all of that you know it balanced out the fact that it wasn't like super packed but the bar was happy which means we get to continue to do our thing and the artists were happy they want to come back so as far as i'm concerned that's that's a w in my book uh where do i go where do i go yeah so uh, on saturday i completely thought that melion had invited me to perform her show but it turns out she just invited me to go to her birthday show and uh i felt like i felt really dumb because i hit her up like yo what time's my set and she's like what are you talking about <laughs> and i was like you know your show that didn't work out but uh i was gonna still support but last minute i got invited to be VIP at Reverie uh, and the Eli record release party at the Roxy, uh, so for free. And so it's a lot closer, and I don't have to pay. And it's a nice opportunity to like hang out with Rev. Ever since like the Hip Hop Summit, I haven't got a chance to hit her up. So Melion, if you're here, I'm sorry to make it out to your birthday, baby girl. But I was working, and you know how it is. Um, but it was dope. Fucking uh, Rev was happy to see me. You know. She gives so much love to her fans. Like, she was talking to this little girl for like five minutes, gave her a hug. She like gave everybody her hugs and signed stuff. We were there for like maybe hour and a half, two hours after the show ended. She was like giving everybody like that energy, and it's just so dope to see you know her doing her thing. Um, 
Dude, so much love. And I got inspired. You know, I like going to shows and seeing people that are like, that I consider on a higher level than me do their thing. It's always like nice to get ideas about stage performance or production or beats or anything like that. And it's always dope to see that, you know, even at that level, you still have technical difficulties, Rev's system cut out, and Eli was getting a lot of feedback. And so, you know, every, you're always learning, you're always growing, you're always trying to like make it better, even if you're on sunset of Hollywood, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's always opportunities to be better. So it's always nice to see that. And then he ended bringing out like the living legends, which is, mine is Grouch, and also said Grouch is gonna be coming back to live in LA after seven years of living in Maui. So there's gonna be Grouch and Eli's show. So it was just, it was a dope night for hip hop and uh, I was glad to be there. And uh, Sunday was super cray. I got, I rented equipment for an event in North Hollywood, and then I had to drive to uh, Costa Mesa to DJ, and I uh, did that all on like zero hours of sleep because I was in Hollywood the night before raging. And then after Costa Mesa, I drove back to North Hollywood, packed up my stuff, and then finally got home and uh, had a great freaking, yeah, I slept bomb. But uh, that's just what we do, you know? Uh, every day I'm hustling, hustling, trying to get those gigs, get that money, put, put anything I can together to keep this going. And that's kind of what I want to talk to my guest today. In the studio, we have poet Astrid. Say hi to the folks out there. Hey, what's up, everybody? <laughs> and uh, since Astrid and our uh, lovely engineer, Brittany Love, are close friends, uh, Brittany actually has a headset on. She's going to jump in on the show today. Say what's up, Brittany. Hi. Nice. So, <laughs> I'm here. So this is the first time I'm interviewing more than one person. And uh, like I said, I'm going to have some bands coming in, so it's good practice. Um, but yeah, let's kick this off. So I'm going to start off with the basic question that I ask every guest here. Um, and if you don't want to answer it, because my last guest was like, I would never answer that question. Uh, feel free to say that, too. Okay. I realize there's some patriarchy in that question. We could touch on that later. But uh, if someone, random person, came up to you in the street and was like, hey, what do you do? How would you answer that? And feel free to be as practical or metaphorical as you want. Um, so what I do... What do you do? Um, <laughs> okay, well... I am 24 years old. Okay. I live here in LA, and um, I am a poet. I'm a spoken word poet. Um, I've been doing poetry for almost four years now. It'll be four years in October. And yeah, I started doing spoken word through school and just getting more involved in that. And then going How to- How old are you, like high school or? No, I got involved. Well, it's only been four years, so I was already, I think, a sophomore or a junior um, in college. In college, but so you never did any writing or reading, or you were never into poetry before that? Like, you don't remember having memories of, like, <laughs> writing in notebooks, being younger, writing little phrases down or anything like that? To be honest, no. I actually always liked writing. I was a really good um essay writer because that's what I would have to write in school. I never had a teacher that really exposed me to poetry. Um, I mean, we would have poetry 
in our class, like our English class, um, or during the English portion of our class. But it was very outdated poetry, very old. I couldn't relate to any of it. Or like, you know, such yeah, like I barely classic. understand this. Um, you know, <laughs> yeah, like the language didn't. Yeah. yeah. So it's it just uh, it just never caught my attention. I never understood the hype even at that time for like Shakespeare, um, because obviously he's known as like one of the world's greatest poets of all time. It's, you were into Romeo and Juliet with the Leo DiCaprio version. No, I mean, <laughs> I mean, but that's the movie though. You know, I mean, like actually. I mean, reading. they were talking with that old English though, and so yeah. you know what I mean. There's like they're trying to like make it hip again. Yeah, know? but. It, it's not the same. I feel like you you should really go back and appreciate the the original art form, um, which was written, so it was meant to be read um, or watched live in a play. You right. know what I mean? It, it wasn't something that was meant to be sort of modernized because then it just made it tacky. Um, but I, I feel like, yeah, not that I thought it was bad. I just, yeah, it just didn't captivate me to where it was something that I wanted to get into at all. Got it. So you're, so you're yeah. kind of new to poetry, I guess you could say. Four years is yeah. uh, a long time, right? But I see you doing performances and being constantly booked and look like <laughs> tours and so like how did how does one in a matter of four years go from barely getting to write poetry and starting off to like and obviously that's it's a loaded question and we'll get into it. how do you mm -hmm. get from point a to point b is there do you remember like the first poem you wrote or do you remember like the like when you started getting into it was there always a a, a plan to perform was that always like from the beginning or was it just like pure expression no, honestly, when I started writing, I didn't even tell people that I was writing poetry. Um, I did it for like two years. The only person that really knew was my best friend um, at the time. And I think I might have brought it up to a couple other of close friends from school at that time. And again, I was already in college. So it was like, you know, just not something that was even taken serious because we're all pursuing different things um, with academia, majors. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, having majors that have nothing to do with poetry. So what so, did you go to school for, if you don't mind me asking? I went to school for business. Okay. Yeah, I graduated last year um, from Dominguez Hills. Congrats, congrats. <laughs> yes, go Toros. Um, that school doesn't get enough appreciation because I love that school. My mom graduated from there, yeah. so y'all are alumni sisters. Yeah. Alumna sisters. That school um, was the reason why I found poetry, so right. uh, I always appreciate that because kind of going back to your question, so from point A to point B, I just, you, it's community. It always comes down to community, no matter what you want to do. And the reason why is because you have to find your tribe, especially when you're discovering a new hobby or a new passion. I feel like just knowing people that share that in common with you is so powerful because it motivates you. It's natural support. You're not asking people to be there. They just are because they want to be. Um, and, and that's what helped me because I Decided one year that I just wanted to be part of extracurriculars in school. And then I saw that there was a poetry club. And so I was like, oh, well, I've been writing. So this is kind of like, you know, a good fit. But I didn't look at it as I'm searching necessarily for poets. I just wanted to do something with my school. So you started writing before you joined the club. Yeah. What got you to start writing? Like, because <laughs> I'm not like you didn't you haven't been doing this is not like a lifelong tradition. So like, yeah. 
what like what made you pick up that is it like were you thinking about it for a while did you did someone introduce you to a poet or like what you know do you remember what made you want yeah. to pick up that pen yeah okay so i always tell the same story so i was in school and one day we were in front of the student union building and i guess it was like a welcome week it was something where there was a bunch of tabling happening and a lot of people were outside they had a stage and someone was supposed to rap, but they were having these technical difficulties. Um, and actually it's C5, shout out C5, cause he's actually like blowing up from our school too. Um, so yeah, so he was supposed to perform at that time at our school. And so uh, while they were trying to get the sound set up, our friend Sean, he actually started stalling and was performing poetry. Mm. And I had never seen that before. Like spoken word style, like yeah. the pauses and the drama yeah. and the emphasis. And, and to be honest, I honestly associated poetry with just something like white people did. <laughs> but that's because that's all I saw in school. Right, so, you were conditioned and taught to see. Right? Yeah, exactly. So I didn't know that people who look like me, who are my age, can do this. You know, that was very life-changing for me because and you're I, like 20 years old right yeah at that point in your life yeah and i didn't start right away either but i just remember that like planting the seed the like seed. that's so cool i wish i could do that i wish i could write poetry because he was so good right and so a year later um that it was so accessible it was like something yeah. right there in front of you and the come to your yeah. school like it came to you almost and so like you had to go to a coffee exactly. shop to go find it or yeah. something and so um a year later after i had seen his per his performance um i was just going through a lot with school and family and friends and work and it was to the point where i just felt like you know what let me just write about it i don't know why just it kind of brought me back to that moment like maybe i should start writing these things down so i wrote a, a short poem and i thought it was okay and i actually ended up showing it to my friend sean like that was the first person that i wanted to see it because the dude who inspired you yeah, yeah. because i was like i want to know what he thinks i want to know what the inspire what the muse how the muse sees yeah it um like is this a good poem should i just quit you know what i just really wanted his feedback and so he told me that he's like it's not bad he so you know it was my first poem so it's not like <laughs> i was just gonna spit some bars first try <laughs> right of course but he just told me he's like i do appreciate the image imagery though um he's like and you're he's like i can tell you like to tell stories and so that also kind of struck something in my head like i do have so many stories right like even just being my friend if you hang out with me enough i always have some weird crazy story about something and super random um and so why not turn those experiences into poetry especially when at that time i just needed the poetry i wasn't seeking um any sort of public performance at all and every time it just kind of felt like the poetry found me right. because i wasn't always like i'm looking for poets when i started writing i just wanted a club poetry was kind of it i didn't really expect much and then after that was when things took off for me and that's why i was mentioning community because the club the club was very small. <laughs> Brittany was in it. That's actually how I met Brittany, um, through the poetry club. So okay. that was really the only reason why I started getting involved with the actual art majors for my school. Because before that, I was business. So I only knew like computer science, business, um, econ, one of accounting. Like, yeah. yeah, one of the, that's one of the, like the, the negative, or like that's one of the arguments against having majors, right? Is that like you end up putting 
like everybody together and there's no diversity of thought or intersection yeah. of ideas and so yeah very bland environment like right. people even show up and work attire to class you know and I was one of them I'm coming straight from work and I'm taking these night classes with all these grown people that are you know probably establishing families already and right. you know just working that nine to five school is just to get them a little further type of thing it's yeah like they, it's weird that pay upgrade yeah. yeah so very very corporate even in school already you kind of start to see the transition and how it fits with the actual workplace and why it's the way that it is. Right, and they're um, kind of training you for that, right? They're, yeah. They're, they're getting you ready. I mean, I don't want to say ready because then everybody who graduates is like, they didn't teach me shit about the real world, but they're they're trying to get you in that mindset of like, this is what your life's going to be like and these exactly. are the people you're going to be hanging out with. Yeah. And, yeah, and that's why I always tell people I don't think school is necessarily hard it's just more so time management and discipline right i mean because you're just conditioning yourself for you know what's to come so the poetry club was like a huge breath escape. of fresh air it was an escape <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah it was the only place where i felt like i could be myself because while i was in school i was also doing an internship and so i was an hr major at that time that was my focus right and so um I was doing an internship in an HR department for this company. And while I was doing that, it was just like so difficult to be a poet who needs to express themselves and you're working for HR. Like it just doesn't blend well with what you do and who you are as a person. Right. So there like was the a clash. Opposite. It's like the like HR is about like, oh, don't step on anybody's toes and make sure you're always politically correct and like kind of like exactly. manage disputes. Don't yeah. cause them. No, you know, get like dissipate confrontation. So I want to bring uh, Brittany into the conversation right here. So <laughs> uh, Astrid said that she always tells has stories to tell for her friends. Can you attest to these stories? Like, are you is she is she a storyteller? You don't have to get into any details the stories but just like do you do you have this memory of her telling stories and being like does she always have these crazy <laughs> wacky stories to tell well I guess I always heard it in her poems like every poet like every club session that we had like I felt like she just told so much in her poems like that's like I'm not gonna tell anything you can like hit, listen for yourself but like every time I heard her it's like her poems are like so deep like and I kind of like when I listen to poems, I easily can get lost, like... Like, and, like, tune it out, kind yeah, of? Yeah, kind of, but, like, when she goes in, I'm, like, listening for every word, and I'm, like, I can, like, understand what she's saying, and it's, like, really some deep stuff, and I'm just, like... That's why I really click with her, and she knows me, like, I rap, and so I love lyrics, and what I do with my, like... My lyrics is I love telling stories when I write a verse too. So I guess that's why I really click with her. And she she just has some dope stuff. Like she's. Do you remember artist. the first time y'all met? Like were y'all instantly friends, or <laughs> did it take a while for y'all to like warm up to each other? Like what was that like? No. Well, the first time we met, I just showed up to a poetry club meeting. Yes. That was it. And that was so I was kind of like shy, I guess you could say, because I didn't know what to expect. And then I remember just being like so where's everybody and Brittany's like this is everybody and there was like three people in the room and I was like oh okay oh did you mean when you said it was small you're like you're yeah. like does this even count as a club like are we officially a club or yeah but honestly Dominguez Hills just didn't have a good student life so a lot of clubs kind of face similar challenges and yeah. getting members um but with the poetry club 
poets are a lot anyways, so I think that keeping it small was probably it was a good <laughs> move. I, I actually loved it better small. Yeah, yeah. I think well, so because you could be more intimate, right? Yeah. And you're yeah. not you're not telling these deep stories for a bunch of people that maybe are like, you know, coming from way different places, right? Everybody yeah, exactly. there was kind of yeah. like similar mindset. Yeah. And so, have y'all ever collabed on anything? No, no, but when are we, though? Like, yeah, we that. should. <laughs> Honestly, with Brittany, it's like, I haven't really seen her because we haven't, we both graduated. So, it's like, yeah. now when we see each other, it's not every, well, very often, but I feel like when we do see each other, we just, like, pick back up. I don't know. Right. Yeah, so, like, we never, like, oh, lost contact. Yeah, like, like, hey, girl, hey. Yeah, and then, like, yeah. And then it's like, oh, shit, why didn't we talk about doing something? Yeah, I know. Yeah. But we are always so busy. Yeah. Know? But we definitely do, like, attend yeah. a lot of events, like, yeah. to, like similar events. Like, I will see her at an event or I'll invite her to my event. So we definitely, like, support each other. So yeah, let's talk way. about events. How do you get booked as a poet? Like, if there are any aspiring poets out there who already rock open mics and, you know, they're getting a lot of good feedback, how would they go about being a feature like and I have some notes here because for artists like myself we record mixtapes we have things that you can listen to there's like media like do I don't do poets record their poems on like is that a thing I don't you know Brittany's laughing at me I'm just I'm being the I'm being the interviewer like coming from it super ignorant like what is that like how do you yeah. how do you get your stuff out there um, okay, well, that was, like, five questions in one. I just <laughs> well, that way, I can, like, that way you can talk, and then I could drink my kombucha and take notes, you know? Okay. Like I got to load them so yeah. that, you know, there's a lot of content. And, um, and you could do my job for me, you know? So, every poet has different methods. I feel like the bigger poets definitely have learned to... Um, work their poetry into different types of media and I feel like the biggest reason for that is because poetry is so underrated it's like it's like we're desperate for attention like put us on anything this could be a poem anything can be a poem like just make me write something for you that's a poem but you know just turn it into a song turn it into a story mm -hmm. turn it into a whatever painting or a picture yeah exactly or... so um yeah, I, I typically just write in my notes. Um, some people like to screenshot stuff and just post it on social media, um, make posts, inspirational quotes. They'll have actual accounts dedicated to just writing poetry. Um, so there's different ways to get your stuff out there. Some poets do record. They have sound clouds. Um, really? Yeah, and it'll just, and it's really cool because it lets you know how the poem is supposed to be heard. Right, you, like with the emphasis yeah. and the spaces. and Exactly. So, um, and then it's audio. So some people also put that on YouTube. And there's just different ways that you can make a poem just fit into any sort of platform. But not every poet, I think, utilizes all of the platforms. I definitely have not just because it's really time consuming. I mean, social media is in itself a whole job. So um, I yeah. try to do as much as I can because I have to do everything. So right. I do a little bit of promo here on social media, but I have seen how other big poets have utilized that really well and they make money off that too you know the more streams the more plays that you get you make money off of all of that it's a business at the end of the day so right right of course and i've actually you know when i was at uc san diego doing programming i brought matt cedillo and mm -hmm. um poet laureate of the time what, what was his name um, oh my god i'm blanking running he wrote running free no running what's his oh my god 
Anyway, Pori <laughs> Lori Los Angeles at the time. I'm yeah. sorry, I'm blanking. He he was a feature at Alivio. What was his name? No? Okay. Anyway, <laughs> I brought them out and you know, I had I'm to put sorry. together I had to put together a budget for them, you know? Like yeah. it was they they're traveling, they're doing tours, like they you gotta pay for that. And so there's definitely money to be made in it and that's kind of where I'm trying to get at because this whole podcast is dedicated to like people trying to like use their dreams to like mm-hmm. live off their passions and I don't know. Are you? I mean, if you don't want to disclose, do you get paid for features? Do people give you gas money? Like, have you like have you been able to leverage this into some kind of financial? Yeah. So um, sometimes I do get paid, and sometimes I don't. As an artist, especially when you're starting up, you kind of have to gamble as far as which opportunities you feel like you should take up, even though they're not compensated in money, but it could compensate you in something else. Maybe you meet somebody or someone sees you for another show that does pay. Um, So it's kind of hit or miss at the moment just because, I mean, I still work full time. I still have my regular job. Which is what, if you don't mind me asking, since you said your coworkers might be listening, what do you do full time? Um, I work for a company okay <laughs> your corporate nine to five type stuff let me write this down do some research then i'll play <laughs> yeah so um yeah i mean i i have my regular job and then i'm trying to do poetry but i know that i i have a lot of stuff to take care of so i dedicate as much time as i can to it and then also dedicate time to self-care obviously of course making sure i'm well rested that i eat right that i go to the gym stuff like that so um because of that it's like i'm still in this phase where yes i'm getting booked a lot um but it's really just because i'm going to open mics the only problem with that is that open mics don't really have the resources to really get you paid jobs so it's really just banking on the fact that you have the right audience member so there are some open mics that are bigger than others that can compensate but to get to that level, obviously, you have to work your way up. You have to start meeting right. people. So I'm in that phase where I am doing that. It's just that it's, it's like I'm waiting for, you know, those seeds to fully blossom. Like Got they it. haven't gotten to that point yet. But it's a work in progress. Um, and I think that's cool to disclose because a lot of people only talk about when they struggled and then when they made it. But that in between is like the really hard shit where you – almost want to give up a lot because you're like why am i doing this like i don't see anything tangible yet but little by little you start to see the strides and you start to see like okay this is actually paying off so for anybody that does want to go from a to b um you just have to keep at it really because it doesn't start off equally the same for people some people you know they have a certain advantage for whatever reason maybe they already know certain people Mm -hmm. in an industry they have the networks or financially they're just better well off so they don't have to worry about working they can just focus on their craft full time like different things are going to help you progress faster but you know when it's your time your time will come Um, especially in LA I feel like there's so many resources to do whatever you want to do like you can do anything here in LA that's why so many people want to live here because there's so many jobs and whatever you want Um, it doesn't just have to be school or a corporate job it can be anything nowadays like with the internet sky's the limit so that's that's true that's I agree with everything you said and a lot of that we talk about that being in the spaces we mentioned community here and finding support systems we talk about going out and networking let's switch gears a little bit um where does your poetry come from is that a cheesy question to ask like what inspires you Mm -hmm. like 
Are you at zero? Or, yeah, let's, I'm, I'm going to stop asking so many questions. I'm going to stop right there. Um, yeah, so most of my poetry is about myself. Uh, Obviously. Because, yeah, well, some, some poets do write about things that they observe. There are certain poets that never write about themselves. Really? Um, yeah, just because, okay, just because you're a poet and you're up there sharing something intimate, a lot of people feel like that makes you an openly emotional person in regular life. And it, it's usually quite the opposite. Like, I'm sharing this with you because I'm allowing you to know what I want you to know. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's like I get to choose how it's presented. It's well thought out. It's not just me acting irrational in a moment because I'm emotionally involved. Is that why the radio show and being here doing this live and like on the fly makes you more nervous <laughs> and you feel more shy than like performing in front of people? Like, yeah, yeah. So before I got here, I was super nervous. Um, but I, I get like that all the time when I'm going to be, I guess, the center of attention. Mm -hmm. I honestly don't really like being the center of attention. I only do it for poetry because it's necessary. Um, and it's not just necessary for people to hear what I have to say, but just for myself, you know, I get to release a lot of things that a lot of times I have to relive when I perform the poems because they are about me. They are about my personal experiences. So whatever I talk about is because it actually happened. I've tried writing poems about you know, my surroundings, but it still relates back to me and how it makes me feel because right. obviously I'm still experiencing it in some way. Um, when I don't write about myself at all, it's weird because I'm not emotionally attached, so it's just difficult. So the performance doesn't come out the same or like you, like the, the, the passion isn't there or what? Well, not everything that I write is intended to perform. To be honest, most of my poems, um, they're just short and they're for me, uh, I did stop doing that for a while once I started getting into actually performing, which is when I joined the club at Dominguez Hills. That was when I got into doing actual spoken word, because before that, I was just writing short stanzas. Got it. So once I started getting into that, I did kind of stop with the short stanzas because I wanted to focus more on performance. But now I'm kind of the opposite. I was working on a manuscript for this writing program and it's a 10-month writing program. So while I was in it, I didn't really have time to write performance pieces and work on poems for a book. It's like I'm focused on my book. And it's so different when you write a poem that's just intended to be read than when you write it to be performed. You have to be more conscious of the reader because you're not there to read it for them. So they don't know what it's supposed to sound like. They don't know what you actually meant um, because a lot because of, of the tone of your voice might imply that it's sarcasm or like they're not getting all those like yeah. those, those cues from you, right? Yeah. Well, the biggest thing is it's not an experience for them. Like they don't get to experience the poem. They just, whatever state they're in, they're going to read it as it is. So your writing has to be well enough to where that poem can speak for itself. It doesn't need you to guide it. You have to do that with structure, with proper grammar and technique, and still add the emotional element and tell the story so people are dragged in. Um, another thing about poetry, like how I mentioned, it's so underrated, but especially in books, too, it's one of the crafts that sells the least. So a lot of times you really have to try extra hard to put together a poetry book because from the beginning it's like you can already not expect a certain type of success rate in comparison to other types of books. Interesting. So 
Are you working? You said you're working on a book right now or you're not yeah, working on a book right now? Well, I kind of got lost. So <laughs> the writing program ended in June, um, but I still need to finish my manuscript. It, at first, I was kind of just trying to put together a book of like my greatest hits, you know, mm. of all my dope poems that I really loved. But as it was coming along a few months into the program, I'm reading it and I'm like, there is no cohesion within these poems. Like, I'm going from here to there to there. Like, people don't know shit about me. Yeah, there's these really great metaphors and I have some deep lines, but this is a book. Like, it's There's a no context. There, yeah, like, there's no context, but more so, it didn't feel like a slice of me. It just felt like, and the reason why I say that is because it's all my perfect stuff, and a lot of my poems aren't perfect, but they tell a story that's necessary. Um, so that's why I was mentioning that I mostly write for me, because I just have to release the way that I think, that I feel, and I don't always know how to do that in regular life. I don't always know how to just express that, because... I guess a lot of times you're afraid that people won't care or that, you know, your feelings will get more hurt because you're making yourself vulnerable to people. So I just, I'm kind of guarded in that sense. So when I write these poems, it's like, it's all on paper. And I think that's why people also connect to it so much more because I just spill it. Like, I don't know any other way how to do that than through the poems. That's deep. So do you, like, you're, so, like, I've only known you in, like, the poetry open mic setting, yeah. so are you, like, a quiet, shy type of, like, reserved, like, do you consider yourself passive, like, do you let people <laughs> walk over you? You were just talking about how HR was such, like, a confrontation with how you normally are, so, like, how does that, where does that confrontation come from? Is it, like, an inner thing where, like, you want to say things, but you just don't, and you hold them in, and they kind of, like, fester, or? Yeah, so, I honestly, I'm so different, I feel like, in every environment. Um, it just depends. Sometimes I am very reserved, and then sometimes I meet people, and we can just click right away and just be cool and talk like normal. Um, and then with other people, I never really quite get to that. It always stays at this weird acquaintance sort of level. But, yeah, again, I turn it on and off because then when I'm on stage, it's weird. It's like right before I go on stage, I'm still Marilyn. But then when I go on stage, now I'm Astrid. I'm Astrid. Oh, it's Astrid. <laughs> My bad. Yeah. <laughs> well, either you? or. It doesn't matter. Where but did that come from? Do you, is there a story behind that? That's my middle name. Ah. Yeah. So I don't know what it was, to be honest, um, when I first started actually when I got my first feature, they asked me, what's your stage name? I was like, Marilyn. And then I'm on this flyer, and there's these other poets, and they have their stage names, and then it's Marilyn. And I was like, I don't know why that just doesn't fit. And then I thought about using my middle name. And for whatever reason, a lot of people really liked it. I used to hate my middle name growing up. So the fact that I just then decided to make it a stage name, I don't know why I did that. I just kind of was like, yeah, that seems right. It's definitely un like a unique name. Like I've probably only known one other Astrid that like had it as a first name, and so like I, it's or like maybe a character on a book or a movie, but like you don't come a lot across a lot of Astrid. At least I don't. And so when I heard it, I didn't even realize it was your middle name. I just thought it was like, yeah, I thought it was like. <laughs> I was thinking Axtrix, is there some kind of play, you know? Like, I didn't know what oh, it wow. was. Like, I, was, I wasn't sure. Like, 
you know what I mean? I'm a rapper, you know, I'm thinking about like what, where is this coming from? So that's, that's, yeah. I also feel like it's more organic because it's like, it's not something you made up, right? Yeah. It's like, it was already. It's still me. Still you. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely find it funny now because it's almost like I know how I, how, like what my relationship with you is depending on what you call me. So Marilyn ah. is like my friends and um, a lot of people before poetry, my family, it's Marilyn. But like new people that I'm meeting, if it's involved being something art related, it's Astrid. Right. You know? So that's kind of, and it's funny because when people that know me as Astrid hear me being called Marilyn, they're like, who the fuck's Marilyn? That's what happened with <laughs> us. That's what happened with us. I was like, yo, can you get a hold of your girl? She's like, yo, I'll hit up Marilyn right now. And I was like, who is Marilyn? And she's like, oh, Astrid. I was like, oh, that's I her name. Her by Marilyn. Yeah. And then, yeah, and then, yeah, and then now I know what your real name is, and so does everybody else. So, hey. No, yeah. Um, so, it's like having two identities, almost. And it does feel like that, because, like I said, you know, I'm me, but then when I go on stage, I feel like, I don't know, I just have this new sense of confidence, and I can be up there and say what I'm about to say, because I know that it's, again, it's rehearsed, it's been well thought out. Right, right, and right. so it's I'm a just, plan. There's a plan. Yeah, this exactly. Is, yeah. I need structure. I'm you a very structured person. Yeah. <laughs> was that before school or did school make you like that? Or like was the biz was that business structure mindset just something that you were I think I've always been like that and being a business major and having that characteristic just made it easier. Yeah, definitely enhanced yeah. it, huh? So uh I actually had an experience with this whole identity thing and maybe I, I Brittany you don't suffer from this right because your name is Brittany and your stage name is Brittany Love so it's like Brittany Love. but you know my middle name is actually Marilyn <laughs> did you what? know that did you know that? I didn't think I ever told her that you that. did not <laughs> so, yeah yeah because now I could have been like so, oh we're in the studio with the Marilyns so that gave wow. me an idea maybe I can use my middle name you'd be Marilyn oh. as my rapper name Marilyn Love <laughs> I have two middle names, Jean and Marilyn, but I mostly go by Jean. So it's uh, Brittany, Brittany Marilyn. Jean, Marilyn. Oh, I'm not saying my last Your name. parents, why? Yeah. Why would they do that to you? Yeah, they, she yeah, did, I don't yeah, want, they I don't want you getting any stalkers, girl. <laughs> bad enough that yeah, I'm some not of the people the who come in here name, are like, hey, the engineering. Yeah. <laughs> I go by Brittany Love, though. Brittany Love. Yes. So, uh, yeah, so I was at the... Um, I was at the Roxy and, you know, I was hanging out with Rev. Well, she was doing her thing. I, I like when she was like, oh, thanks for coming. And I was just standing there. And uh, um, I went to go talk to her brother, Loudon, who's like, you know, her DJ producer. And, you know, they're like, oh, what's your name? And I was like, I... I told them Ryan because I felt like, I, 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 you know, they were in the industry and I didn't want to sound like I was trying too hard or something because, like, it just seemed, I don't know, it was so weird to be talking to people who are doing it and then me being, like, new to it, trying to be like, oh, I'm sneaky, like, I'm a rapper, you know what I mean? So I was like, oh, I'm Ryan. I was trying to be, like, a normal person. But then I tweeted, like, it's so weird because I don't know when to introduce myself as what sometimes like do you ever have that problem where you're like do i tell this person oh i guess it depends where you're at right mm -hmm. you, yeah see i'm always yeah. trying to be sneaky so i'm always i'm always wondering <laughs> it's a good time to be sneaky right now or should i just be ryan so <laughs> <laughs> 
wow. <laughs> think that's my brain. So uh, what yeah. is, how is your brain like? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, for me, I guess it's always easy. Like, I just know. Uh, or sometimes I'll even say to somebody, like, yeah, my stage name is Astrid, but you can call me Marilyn. You know, if it's, I don't know, I guess just depending on the person and the environment, there have been times where I've said something like that. Yeah. Mm, that's cool. Do you ever uh, tear up? as you're reciting stuff like do you ever like get caught in your feels and like you're like oh my god don't cry right now on stage yeah honestly i've never well maybe i'm not sure i don't think during an actual performance i've teared up and wanted to cry but definitely in certain practices um when i'm in front of people like when i'm practicing with other people and a lot, it's funny because even though the writing is there, even with the performance, they've told me I can be kind of guarded. Um, so, yeah, I'll be performing a poem, but it's like, did you hear what you just said in that line? Like, why are you not reacting to that? Like, you're just saying it in this, you know, this poet's voice, like, say it like you would say it in a regular conversation, like, if you were in that moment. And so when I have to do that, you know, I'm like, really trying to channel this certain emotion and and yeah that definitely makes me want to cry and i think what makes it hard in that moment is because it's so intimate like i'm practicing with a couple people and i'm like having to you know go back to this specific time and place that a lot of times if i wrote about it, it's because it's hurtful so right, yeah. yeah i want to cry <laughs> yeah yeah well, i mean i only bring that up because i feel like sometimes well it happens to me and i mean like i i don't know the 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 masculine patriarchal side of my brain always not does not want to like be that emotional person on mm -hmm. stage but like can't help it and I don't even sometimes like I'll be rapping and I'll get into a flow state to the point where like I'm not actually like there anymore like I'm on autopilot and at that point it's almost like I'm listening to myself outside of myself and uh I started I go back, like I get transported to that thing that's usually hurtful that like I'm then I like I see those people and I feel those yeah. emotions and it's like it starts coming up and that's kind of what brings me back to like because like the, the tears on my face is kind of what snaps me out of it. <laughs> and I just like sometimes I hear spoken word artists who are like especially because like the medium is like there's no music, right? It's like all it's all you. Like sometimes I can like hide behind the beat and I've recorded ad libs, so there's but I feel like it's so emotional, the performances and, like, the content is, like, it's almost like you have to go there for it to, like, get across. And I don't yeah. know, like, that line, like, where does performance become just, like, like raw, like, real, yeah. you know? It's like, no, definitely. Um, when I was working on my book, that was such exhausting emotional labor that I've never experienced because it was just so much content having to be sucked out of me. Because it's like, I have homework, I'm in a writing program, the point of it is to put together this manuscript. And so at the end of it, it ends up being 100 pages. And I was not used to writing that many poems that quickly. And it's like, these poems are meaningful and I need to work through them. It's not just like, I wrote it and that's it. It's like, okay, now this feeling is being brought up. Why is it being brought up? And now I have to deal with it because obviously it's been repressed and with poetry I feel like you really do write from your subconscious and it sounds corny because a lot of poets say that but I think it's so true I don't know what I'm always going to write about I think I'm starting off with one thing and then I just go off on this random tangent but it's like something in you is telling you to write that for a reason and I believe that so much so 
when I'm writing these poems, yeah, I definitely have to go there. Um, and if I don't go there, then it's probably not a poem that's going to get finished. Oh, you have a bunch of un unfinished stuff? Yeah, of course. Oh, my God. You start stuff, then you get inspired to write something else, and then you're like, let me go back, but then you have new poems, and yeah. Have you given yourself, like, a due date or, like, a complete, like, a deadline for this book, or are you just kind of, like, working on, like, what is it in, like? Yeah, I really want to finish it by the end of this year. Um, this, it's, the program just ended in June, so I really wanted to use that time and this month to just like decompress because it was a lot, and I felt like um, I just couldn't at the end of the program. So. But you passed and you finished, like. Yeah. No. Yeah. Definitely. Because you kind of just slap something together, but that's not the actual thing that's going to go out. You're going to like rework yeah. on it. Well, what ended up happening was like how I was mentioning, I'm working through feelings. So as I was doing so um, with the last chapter I had worked on, I thought. I was just going to have four chapters and they were going to be like 30 pages each. But then I was reading the poems and I was like, you know what? Like this needs another chapter. Like this needs, there's something that I need that I need to go in this book that I haven't written yet. And it sucks that I didn't realize it till the end, but I know that that's why I need to take more time with it. But at the same time, it's like, when my mental health is at stake, I take that serious. So I understand when my body needs a break and my mind and my emotions need to just be okay for a while and then dive back into the poems. Because uh, it is real labor. Like people think that, you know, we're just out here trying to showcase our trauma, but it's like there's so much happening. There's so many things that need to be talked about. Um, and just mainly love, you know, spreading love. I feel like poetry at the end of the day, it's, it's beautiful. It's finding beauty in pain. So, you know, why wouldn't you want something that, you know, can make you feel, that can make you think it's okay to not be perfect all the time? It's like a confessional, you know. You feel the same way about your raps, Brittany? A hundred percent. I feel like it's the same thing. Like every time I hear it, like talk to Marilyn too. Like we have some great text messages. Like, like yes, I just yeah, I noticed that. No, like, like, cause like we'll we will like randomly like uh you know check in and like catch up with stuff and it's like everything we talk about we be going through the same thing. Like just like being overwhelming and just the whole writing process and all that. And I didn't know much about poetry until I got into the program and I'm like damn this is just like hip hop it's just like you get to take breaths and stuff <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly you can change your pattern in the middle it don't yeah, matter you're not rapping you're not doing to a beat cause seriously I take my rap verses and I just make you know turning into a poem it's the same exact words but I just like put more feeling to it I act it out I breathe because, you right. know, in my raps, I, I rap kind of fast, so I'm never breathing, really. But with the poetry, I get to take that verse and, like, kind of, like, bring break it, it down, break it yeah. down, bring it to life, put more feel in it. So that's what I like about poetry. But, like, everything she talks about, I just be like, damn, it's crazy how I can relate. I'm not, like, I don't have the title as a poet. Right. But I'm just like. But you like, are. If you're a rapper, you're yeah. a poet, right? Yeah, like, exactly. I guess yeah. so, yeah. Since yeah. I like really telling stories. You were in the poetry music. club. And I Come was. Come on, you were in the poetry club. 
club girl. That's, that's your because, credentials right there. And they made, I was like requested or to be in the poetry club just because I was rapping. Nah, so they, were, like, they you, wanted you me. They recruited flow. me. You want to be in the poetry club? club? I'm like, poetry? Like, I'm a rapper. Like, yeah. <laughs> what? What hey, am well, I going to do with open this? Open your eyes to that, huh? Yeah. Yeah, Brittany would rap during our club meeting. We'd all be reading these like lame poems, and Brittany would just start rapping. That's dope. Oh, like share time type deal. Like, yeah. Go in a circle. Like, all right, what'd you write this week? Exactly. Uh, what's up? Yeah. Fire yeah. bars. But I'm not a rapper. No, all right. All right. Well, we got a couple minutes left. Uh, thank you for this conversation. Um, super insightful. I I don't talk to poem poets about their poetry a lot. Usually just kind of consume it. So yeah. this was dope. Very I like the fact that we had Brittany on. Y'all are besties. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. This is kind of um, nerve wracking though. I, I, so I'm gonna go on with this outro, but I'm gonna invite you into it because I wanna talk about the Sela River Festival or the Sela Arts Festival on the river, which you are gonna be a feature yes. at, right? It's happening this weekend. Uh, Saturday from 5 to 11. We got an extra hour. So hey. the flyer says 10. Permits say 11. So let's oh. turn up. Do you know what time you're on yet? No? No, not yet. But I will be featuring there. I'll probably be there the whole day because I want to check out the art and stuff too. How does it feel to be performing like at some historical event in your community like only four years after doing this thing? Like... It's dope, and that's why I was mentioning earlier to just keep at it, because I was definitely feeling for a while like, I don't know, and then this opportunity just came up, and it just was, again, another step in the right direction. So the blessings come. You just got to wait for them. All right, dope. And after Sela, I will be throwing Indie Gallery at the Indie Brewing Company. Uh, my homies Blur Caso and Remy are going to be showing some of their graph caricature artwork, and my homegirl... Uh, Sister Q is going to be doing a live vinyl set, hip-hop, reggae, R&B, uh, $5 craft beers, uh, bomb vibes, cool stuff. So after you spend all day in the sun and listening to Astrid do her thing, come by to Indy, uh, get some beers, and um, hang out. Network. Uh, just remember, find your community. Find your spaces. Yes. Where can they find you online? If anybody wants, do you have any poems recorded they can hear? YouTube, oh, yeah. What's I up? have a YouTube, a Twitter, and an Instagram. All Poet Astrid. So okay. same. It's Poet and then A-S-T-R-I-D. All right. Well, follow the links. Stay up with the movement. Sneaky.net for all things sneaky. We'll be here next Monday, 8 to 9, on the west side of the after party. Brittany, you have any last words? Do you want people to follow you on the Insta? Oh, yeah. Y'all can follow a G. Follow me. <laughs> hey, she be dropping fire bars on her Love Instagram. You dropping yes. fire. I'm like, why are you not tracking this? Why are you getting this people for free for her? Why are you not performing at my next event? That's the cool thing about DJing is when I DJ, I get paid to do that. Oh, But oh. then I get the rap also. So I'm like, wow. So I kind of feel like I'm getting paid to the do rap. That. Yeah. Hey, that's, that's, that's how I feel bit, when I'm but... recording someone and they want me to be a feature of I'm like, y'all just kind of yeah. paid me the feature right now. The session was That's free, how I dog. feel. But, yeah, you can follow me. I am the engineer for the After Party West. I'm here with Ryan every single week. So he's like family to me now. Love you, Ryan. And if y'all dug <laughs> Brittany being on the show, drop a comment, oh. drop a message. Yes. Tell her she needs to get on the mic more. She's uh, like, I don't want to be that annoying person. <laughs> Annoy the fuck out of us, girl. We, they don't want to be listening to me all the time. Yes, we're rambling. Do. I want to listen All right, me. so this weekend, 
we're at we're at the river, and then we're at Boyle Heights at the brewery. So find out everything at Sneaky Ent Sneaky.net, and uh, I'll see y'all next week. Love y'all. Peace. All right, all right. Don't sit you still.